All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well. We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode number 38 of the Biohacker Babes. I'm Renee and I'm here with my sister Lauren today. We have a very special guest today. We're going to be talking about biohacking your libido with Susan Bratton. And Susan is a trusted intimacy wellness expert to millions. And she is also an ardent sexual biohacker. Woo, so welcome, Susan. We're super excited about this episode today. Hello, babes. You're looking gorgeous today, both of you. I'm so happy you to too. be here. And I love getting to talk about sexual biohacking. In and of itself, it's an entire world. There are so many things you can do to improve your 
physical and emotional sexual function to have more intimacy and connection and pleasure and satisfying sex that I think it's going to blow you away all of the things that you can do. And so I was thinking that for a lot of people, they might be listening to this episode from home and maybe not be able to go out right away and get these procedures done. And so I think this is kind of almost like a shopping conversation, like, ooh, what thing do I want to try first? Uh, you know, so th- start your list of things you want to research because we're going to have a really fun ride on this episode. <laughs> yeah, lots Perfect. of opportunity for education today because we're all uh, social distancing and stuck at home. So this is the time to learn. And, and by the time that all ends, we'll have plenty of things to play with, hopefully. So I just want to say thank you so much, Susan, for joining us. I wish this was a video cast. You literally have a sun that is beaming from behind your head with this like gorgeous mountainous range behind you. And actually, this happens a lot with our guests. Our guests are so radiant because this beauty comes from the inside out. And because we talk about biohacking, it really is such a true example of that. So I urge our audience to go check Susan out on any platform that you can find her. There's lots of podcasts, YouTube videos. You can see her radiant face very easily. She's so gorgeous. And I think everything that she talks about today is really going to speak to her commitment to health and wellness. So thank you so much for joining us. And you look amazing. Thank you, sweet. I appreciate that. I do what I can do. Being orgasm powered is helpful. I can't wait to hear more about that. (laughs) The anti-aging powers. Yes. Yes. So I would love for us to kick off by talking about the gut microbiome, because we talk about microbiome and gut health on the show a lot. And we can link that to libido and sexuality and why that's really important, why our audience needs to know about it, any information you think they don't know. And then we can get into like the really fun biohacking stuff, some of like the technology and the toys that are like really fun for us. So maybe kick us off and tell us what do we need to know and what are we missing in this day and age, maybe specifically for women? What is the missing piece of the sexual health stuff? Yeah. Well, let's see. So the first thing that I want to say is let's, let's talk about it in terms of libido or sex drive because your vitality and your sexual vitality are just two sides of the same coin. How you feel about your sex life. Are you horny? Do you feel lust? Do you want to have sex? Is the sex good and satisfying? All of those things actually are rooted firmly in your overall health. So when you have Epstein-Barr, which you have, when you don't feel well, when you have chronic fatigue, when you have any kind of at all, it brings down your overall sexual vitality or sex drive or lust for life. So it's um, important to think about it in, in terms of your libido's not broken. It's really a systemic issue. Mm, That's yeah. number one. Number two, it all starts with poo. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if you're not having super easy poos, if you're, if you're not, if, if you're a poopanata instead of a poopalata, if you don't wake up every morning and basically the poo just slides out of your butt and does a pirouette in the toilet, like a graceful ballerina with no effort at all, then you got to work on that first. Cause when the system stopped up, 
then the toxins build up and that has to be a free flowing system. So detoxification is a really important part of having a good libido. Uh, The second piece of it is your biome. And by biome, I think that it's not just your gut microbiome, but it's also your vaginal microbiome, your breast microbiome, and for our male-bodied partners, their prostate microbiome, which is very similar to the breast microbiome. It's interesting that the prostate in the man and the breast in the woman are both fluid-producing glandular systems, and they require a good microbiome to work. So when you think about, oh God, I'm susceptible to vaginal infections, yeast or bacterial vaginosis—that—that is so hard to say. Bacterial (laughs) vaginosis, um, those kinds of things that could be and most likely is an upstream issue, not just relegated to your vaginal microbiome. If you suffer from cystitis, interstitial cystitis, or honeymoon cystitis, or um, uh, UTI, urinary tract infections, that's also microbiome. That's the tissue in the urethra. And then if it gets bad all the way up into the bladder that you have to be aware of. And often when you're having those issues, that is a signal of over all gut biome disruption as well. So it's systemic. And many times the culprit for any kind of microbiome issue, especially in women, is candida, the yeast, those yeasties. And also it could be SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, but it's, it's a yeast, a bacterial dysbiosis or imbalance. And the problem is for us women especially is we're drawn to those comfort foods like breads, pastries, you know, gluten, wheat, and alcohol, sugar, basically sugar and carbs, all which are that feed that. <laughs> two sides of the same coin as well. It's all just yeah. sugar and being overweight at all, carrying any extra weight, all of that creates inflammation and gut dysbiosis. And then you add in, um, if you've ever been on antibiotics, if you haven't been breastfed, you know, all of the things that happen, plus all of the toxin disruption, that's a natural part of 21st century living, unfortunately. You get all that stuff going on, and then it goes back to, how's your gut moving? Are you pooping? Are you hydrated? Are you sweating? Are you peeing? And if you've got that moving, then you work on your nutrition to get the gut in good shape with an alkaline gut full of organic vegetables and quality proteins of some sort. And everything just starts to work better. So that's Mm -hmm. how the gut works. And then there's one other interesting piece. A lot of people think okay, it's my hormones. My hormones are whacked. You know, whether it's masculine, my testosterone's low or it's feminine. Oh, I'm going through perimenopause or I'm postnatal and I, you know, my, my hormones are out of balance or, oh, I'm coming off the pill and my hormones are whacked or I'm on the pill and that's why my hormones are whacked, you know, whatever it might be. And that's why I have no libido. And hormones are a part of it. And as soon as you hit 40, your hormones start declining. 
So you have to do extra to keep them going. As soon as you hit 40, you start getting muscle loss because you're getting what's called sarcopenia, which is um, essentially growth hormone. That's a hormone. It's diminishing as well. And you also have something that most people aren't aware of yet, but it is going to be big. I'm on the leading edge of it because I watch blood flow because blood flow is so important for sexual pleasure. And that's your nitric oxide production. Nitric oxide is a signaling gas that your body uses to clean up your blood and to send your blood around your body from your, to your brain, your heart, and all your parts, especially your genitals. So nitric oxide follows that same corollary path where it just starts to decline as you age. Now, what's great, and I know in one of your recent episodes where you talked about supplements to support immunity, that you're both big into giving your body the micronutrients it needs to operate at full capacity. Nitric oxide is something you can actually supplement. And there are nitric oxide so important to your system and it makes you work out better. A lot of bodybuilders take it for the pump for increased muscle mass because they're oxygenating their muscles when they work out better than their body can do as they age. So they keep their, their muscle on. So nitric oxide can be supplemented through, uh, vegetables and fruits, and mostly leafy green vegetables. That's where you get a lot of it, but also watermelon and things like that can be very good sources. Dill, arugula, cabbage, spinach, kale, shard, uh, watermelon. These are beets. These are really good. So toss a raw organic beet just chopped up in your salad. It turns everything pretty pink and it's very, very good for you. So that's the microbiome and its effect on hormones. And I'll finish off by saying that when you, when you supplement with nitric oxide, what it does is it gets the blood into your brain again. So you're, if you're starting to lose memory, having seen your moments, you're feeling like you're having a lowering of cognitive function, getting more blood to your brain also helps your brain signal to release the hormones in your body. And having things like a good multivitamin, multi, multi-mineral complex, what that does is allows you to have the things you need like boron to detach the bound estrogen or testosterone and make it free so your body can utilize it. So supplements are a very, very important part of sexual biohacking, just like they are a very important part of just overall healthy living. I have so many questions. Oh my goodness. To circle back to the nitric oxide, is there a certain age you think everyone should just be supplementing with? Yeah, starting at 40. 40, okay. Yeah. Now, and so to, to be honest, I make supplements. And I make my own because I looked out in the marketplace at nitric oxide supplements. Mine is called Flow. And I didn't see anything organic except one product. And it was mm. only made with beets. And thank God it was organic and made from beets because beets is one of those big crops that's genetically modified and filled with pesticides. And so that's important. But I looked yeah. and I thought, your body has multiple systems. It's a fault tolerant, redundant system because if you don't, if you can't pump your blood around, 
then you die. So what I like is to support multiple pathways. So I put organic spinach and I used organic watermelon for the citrulline because most nitric oxide products have arginine, arginine in them. And you know what's bad for arginine? Herpes. You know what herpes is? Epstein-Barr, right? And yeah, so many people, yeah. 15, 85% of population has EBV. Why would you want to take something that for many people, they feel it flares their EBV? or their yeah. oral or genital herpes, which a lot of people have too. So, you know, it's Coachella out there <laughs> with the herpes flares. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, I, it actually annoys me how many products put that in there. I know. And, and patients are like, well, I want to take it anyway. And I'm like, you're risking, you know, your herpes to flare up, your EBV. Right. And they're like, that's okay. I'll try it. Within a week, they're calling me. I'm like, exactly. told you. Yeah. So it's a shame they Stay even on. that ingredient. Stay on yep. your monolaurin, your L-lysine orotate, your, um, <laughs> I like BHT. I take BHT every day. Oh, um, okay. I have a very specific um, herpes management, a herpes protocol myself because I have had herpes my whole life. You know, really, my mom gave me oral when I was a kid, and then my boyfriend gave me genital when I was in my twenties. And of course, everybody's got Epstein Barr, so I'm particularly susceptible to herpes viruses. It's the bane of my existence, so I do a lot to tamp down the herpes viruses. So the last thing I was going to do was put arginine in my blood flow supplement. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such That's a great, great point because there's so many supplements that just have so many additives and products and ingredients that we are not even aware of. And then there's this underlying issue of like viruses that are in our bodies that we don't even know about or do know about, but don't even know where to begin. Yeah. So I really applaud you to for going out there and creating your own supplement that you know and can trust. I just have a question about um, supplementing with foods versus the supplement if you're on something like a yeah. carnivore diet or a yeah. keto diet where you're trying to avoid some foods, yeah. which really is helpful, helpful for gut repair. Yeah. Would you say to just take the supplement? And in that case, is it safe for people like that, that are on those diets? Yeah, it's very, very safe for people on keto and carnivore diets. And if you are limiting your carbs by limiting your going to the point where you're limiting your vegetables, then not only are you low in the, the, whole nitric oxide system, but you're also low in vitamin B9, which is folate. And the other thing you have to watch out for is that, you know, about in the, in the late 80s, um, the government realized that a lot of women were having fertility issues, birthing children with neural tube defects, spina, spina bifida, and um, just a lot of birth defects and issues. And so they decided that the issue was vitamin B9, which is called folate. It's from foliage, which is leafy green vegetables. And the problem is that um, they decided to put, put to enrich breads and cereals to fortify them with folic acid. Fast forward 20 years, we had the Human Genome Project. We mapped the genome and then gave rise to companies like 23andMe for genetic testing. And it turns out that up to 50% of certain populations, especially the Latin populations, they skew the highest. But Americans and Canadians just generally skew very high on having a genetic allele called the MTHFR gene. They, people call that the mother effer gene. 
And that gene makes it where you have high homocysteine levels and you have difficulty with methylation. And when you take folic acid or fortified enriched cereals, breads, foods like that with folic acid in it, your body can actually have folic acid toxicity because you can't clear folic acid. You need a methylated folate. So um, even if you don't have the genetic allele of MTHFR, the highest quality B9 to take if you're on a low vegetable diet is something called 5-MTHF or methylfolate or folate, not folic acid. You have to be very careful about that. So my other product is, and the reason I know all about this is I have the MTHFR gene mutation. I've struggled with toxicities my whole life. I just can't clear them, which is why I'm a champion at pooping. I've learned how to do that with lots of healthy fat. Amazing. That's the thing that's often missing for people is they're not actually getting enough healthy fat. I take a big spoonful sure. of cod liver oil every day, as well as a number of other oils, like a vitamin E mixed tocopherol, like 700 IUs of the vitamin E mixed tocopherol and a cod liver oil. That's a really good thing to start with if you're not doing effortless pooping. So going back to the supplements, I wanted to make my own multivitamin, multimineral complex for these, for us poor methylators with a high quality B9 folate vitamin called 5-MTHF. It is 50% of the cost of my product. It is a super premium folate. So for anyone who's on any diet where they're not eating a lot of leafy organic greens or they have the MTHFR genetic mutation or they just want a high quality product of folate, which is so important for us. A lot of people have vitamin B12 deficiencies that are masked because when you get folic acid toxicity, you can't process B12. And it's important for people with that genetic allele to have methyl cobalamin, not cyanocobalamin. Uh, you can't methylate the B12. So if you've ever gotten a B12 shot and you were like, mm, it didn't do anything for me, it's because you didn't get the right kind. So that's also a very, very important thing to keep your energy up with your B vitamins. Yeah, very important. That's uh, our whole family. We're all mother effers. We there all have this. <laughs> and it's been amazing yeah. that uh, the genetic tests that are so readily available to the public are out there now because people are having... Uh, there's increased awareness, but that's really interesting about the B12 shot because so many people are being turned onto this or they're just running to the store and buying B vitamins for increased yeah. energy. Yeah. And then there's this buildup without the knowledge of what's actually happening in the body. So thank you so much for introducing that. Yeah. Super I will cool. send you some of my flow. And, so, and you know what I did, of course, because I'm a sexual biohacker. I took my supplements and I'm, I'm such a friggin' geek. And this talk, this is a libido conversation. Okay. So That's what I why you're was, here. We love it. Because <laughs> I'm a geek. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so are we. <laughs> I know. I love that about you guys. <laughs> I was really looking forward to this conversation oh. with you. <laughs> yeah, so what I did was I said, okay, well, I'm going to make the first libido vitamin. So I made a multivitamin, multimineral complex for us and mother effers that, and good for everybody, right? Better for everybody. And I put a libido supplement in it. I studied for years, I've been studying libido botanicals. And what I realized is that the best data shows that there are three libido botanicals that you could put in a vitamin. One is fenugreek. 
The other is Tongkat Ali. And the third is Tribulus Terrestris. You need about 300 milligrams a day for efficacious amounts. But the problem is that if you take it all the time, it kind of hits a peak and then it wears off, right? Your body kind of acclimates to taking the supplement. So what I did was I put 300 milligrams in a beautiful multivitamin, multimineral complex. Because why would you take a libido supplement if you weren't taking a vitamin? You know, like a lot of people, I was like, don't go taking the libido stuff if you're not taking a multivitamin, multimineral complex. Get you have basic. to support the, you got to support the foundation, right? And so I, what I did was I made three different bottles. I put the fenugreek in one, I put the Tonkat in the second, and I put the tribulus in the third on the stack of vitamin mineral complex. So each one has your daily vitamin mineral, and then it has one of the three. And then within 90 days, you take the first bottle the first month, the second bottle the second month, the third bottle the third month, and you start over again. And it basically rotates the supplement, the libido supplement through your system over time. It gives you enough, and then you switch. It gives you enough and you switch. And so that's what I came up with. And I called it boost, desire, and drive. And I made them for couples to take together so that you could just have one bottle of vitamins on the counter. And that way you're just like, Hey babe, take your vitamins. Cause you know, that's what we girls do. We're like, oh, yeah. baby, take your vitamins, baby, take your vitamins. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there yeah, might be it right there on the counter, make it really easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's two other libido supplements that are good, but they're too it would take too much to get them into a capsule. So these are what I put in my smoothie and that's maca and cacao. Hmm. And interestingly enough, both of them are fantastic for libido support and they are fantastic for blood flow. Everything comes back to blood flow with sexuality. And that's, I think, the perfect transition for us to talk about what we can do to take care of our vaginas and then also our penises uh, as we age to keep them in great shape. I'm actually drinking cacao and maca right now. I had no idea you were going to say that. I feel like I fit right in. Perfect. (laughs) And how often do you take those, the maca and cacao? Is that every I take mine every morning in my smoothie. Okay. Yeah. I just take about... mm, three grams of each little scoop. Yeah. Well, Lauren, you, um, Lauren, you have a head start on this, uh, quarantine. I hear that in nine months, we're going to see a lot of babies. So watch out for that maca and cacao. Uh-oh. Unintended. I just was looking for a little energy boost. <laughs> yeah. They call the, they call all the babies that'll be born from the quarantine coronials. Coronials. Oh, I haven't heard Isn't that, that one. funny. Of yeah. course, there's going to be a term for that. <laughs> and then they, uh, on Facebook, there's a whole bunch of like funny baby names that people are making up about the coronials. And then, of course, you know, it all starts because you're sitting at home drinking quarantinis, right? So you're <laughs> right, right. I've seen that. Yeah. The vitamin C Unreal. and the vodka. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate the humor that's coming out of this time, though, because Me there's too. a lot of darkness. And I think really important to choose some positivity and humor in this. So I love that. (laughs) Continue with the jokes. (laughs) Yeah. So what else do we need to be doing? Well, let's start, let's start at the vagina. Okay. Because it is a delicate, sweet, darling 
seat of our feminine soul. And actually, I'd like to zoom out. I mean, right now, what you're thinking about when you think about vagina is likely the canal, the birth canal, the place we've all come from. And that beautiful little tube of vaginal mucosa (laughs) is a very delicate piece of equipment. It's an amazing piece of equipment. It's a stretchy piece of equipment. But as we age, that tissue gets thin. It gets more tender, less resilient. And for many women, they have a delicacy. They have vaginal pain. They have incontinence. They have laxity. Laxity happens because the vaginal mucosa as it thins, it pulls away and becomes more open. And so you get a larger, more open vaginal canal and you lose muscle tone. So your grip goes down. So when you're young, you've got great grip, you've got great tone, you've got all those good things, all that plump tissue. And over time, as you age, it starts to get thinner and bigger. And At the same time, our male body partners, their penis is full of blood and throbbing and veiny and thick and pulsing. And as they age, the tissue begins to atrophy, the blood flow diminishes, their penis starts to get smaller. So the cruel story is that his penis gets smaller and her vagina gets bigger and sex starts to feel less good. Hmm. And that sucks. So what can you do to keep your penis nice and big and strong and full of blood and able to have a great erection? And what can we do with our vaginal tissue to keep it plump and pulsing with pink life and grip and strength and, you know, really nice? I'll tell you what you can do. But first, I want to take a zoom out from just the vagina to our overall genital structure as women. So, you know, for the masculine, his penis is, you can see about half of it that sticks out and half of it actually is inside his abdominal cavity. So he's got a big banana full of erectile tissue. And then he's got his prostate and he's got his testicles right? So those are kind of his three big components there. And then he's got all his baz devrens and all of those kinds of things. But let's just say what the three big chunks are basically the penis, the prostate, and the testicles. That's kind of the, the bigger pieces of the package. For women, what we have are as much erectile tissue as he has in his penis, we have in our vulva. So these days, us experts are calling the, we're not calling the vagina, the vagina anymore. We're calling it the vulva because that's, that's the big picture of our whole urogenital package down there. And when you think about your vagina, you think about the tube of your vagina, but then you think about, okay, it's surrounded by fleshy tissue on the outside. That's the labia majora and the labia minora. The crown at the top is the mons pubis, the mons venus. That's the fatty tissue over the pubic bone. Under that is the clitoral structure. So there's the hood and then the clitoral head and the shaft. 
which breaks into two little legs, or two little arms, let's call it, called the crora, that drape over the opening to the vaginal canal. And then these little punching bags that hang down that are part of the clitoral structure that's called the vestibular bulbs. And those bulbs are underneath the fatty tissue behind the pubic hair of the labia. They are the labia majora, is basically the vestibular bulbs underneath there. In addition, that's not the end of your erectile tissue. So you've got the clitoral head, shaft, crora, vestibular bulbs. That's the clitoral structure, that three-dimensional thing you see on Instagram that's swirling around, that's your clitoris. So what you see when you look down is just the tip of the iceberg. That's all buried treasure under there. But there's more erectile tissue. That was a great image, by the way. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, tip of the iceberg, right. And the underneath there is the urethral sponge. Your urethral sponge is the G spot. It's not a spot. It's a great big long tube, like a pool noodle, that's completely surrounding your pea shoot. Where your pea comes from your bladder is your urethra, right out below your clitoris and above the opening to your vagina. That's where your pea comes out. And that is a noodle, a tube, all the way up that goes along the top of your vagina up to your bladder, all erectile tissue. You have one more piece of erectile tissue on the bottom of the vagina. So now think about the vagina. There's the perineal sponge at the bottom, a spongy tissue similar to prostate material. So is the urethral sponge. They're very similar to prostate tissue. That sponge is on the bottom of our vagina between our vagina and our rectum. We've got the G spot, which is actually a G area that runs along the top of the vaginal canal. We've got a cuff of erectile tissue around the opening to our vagina. So our entire vagina is hugged and surrounded by erectile tissue. When women say, my libido is down, often it has nothing to do with their hormones and has everything to do with the fact that they have never even really had the opportunity to get a full vulval erection by getting all that tissue plumped up with blood. Mm-hmm. So sex doesn't feel that great. They, they maybe never had a, an orgasm from intercourse and their partner always wants them to have intercourse and they're not really having orgasms from it. Like who would have a good libido if you weren't feeling incredible pleasure every time you were penetrated. So what I like to do is I like to have women think about what if everything about your libido is is okay if your health is good? What if it's about the fact that you simply didn't know that you needed to get a level of engorgement, which is blood flow, which is tumescence. I'm using different words that all mean the same mean the same thing. Getting all that blood into your vulva so that you can have incredible manual stimulation, oral stimulation intercourse, penile stimulation. Everything feels good once you get it full of blood. A man would never think about having intercourse without an erection, yet women do it all the time. So we need to go even beyond thinking about a clitoral erection to a full vulva erection. And that comes from slowing down and taking the time to get all that blood flow going through massage, using toys, 
oral, really slowing down the foreplay until you are really plump and ready to go. What that does too is it gives you more vaginal lubrication because we don't actually have any natural lubrication in our vaginal area. There aren't any glands that send lubrication in. What actually happens is our blood plasma seeps through the walls of our vaginal mucosa and that's what lubricates. So if you don't have good blood flow, your lubrication is deprecated. And that is the most important part is giving your body time to get the blood flow going. That's how female ejaculatory orgasms happen as well. They come from your blood plasma recruited down through the skein's glands that run in through that noodle, that urethral G-spot spongy tissue into your urethra you have a contraction and the fluid comes out of your urethra where you pee. That's why people think that female ejaculation is urine. There might be a tiny little bit mixed in because it comes down the same chute, but it isn't pee. It's female ejaculate, which is very similar to the prostatic fluid in the male prostate. So we have what are called homologous parts, the same parts arranged in a different way. We're all born female. And then as we get a bath of testosterone, half of us turn into male-bodied penis owners. But every part of his penis, there's a correlate to in our vulva and vice versa. And so honoring our erectile tissue, focusing on blood flow and long arousal times, taking time, not rushing ourselves to sex, letting ourselves get turned on, letting our fluids flow comes from relaxation and pleasuring. And once we do that, then sex starts to get better and better. I'm so excited by everything you just said, mainly because I think you are bringing up uh, a huge responsibility for women to one, not just blame their hormones, but two, to really educate themselves on this, what actually seems like a pretty complex anatomy. And I would definitely fail any test on the anatomy given just now. So I'm going to study that, but it sounds like empowering yourself. And this is the biohacking component, empowering yourself to understand your anatomy and your own body. And then it's kind of simple, right? If you can understand your own body, then you can communicate to your partner and to yourself what you need. And then we're not blaming hormones. We're not looking to drugs. Uh, I am excited to go into some of the like more technical, the biohacking stuff, but yeah. I love how simple this is. And it's really just getting in touch with your own anatomy. Yeah. And that's why solo pleasuring is so important for women. I mean, for men, it's a no brainer. They do it anyway. They're biologically yeah. driven to keep their sperm topped off and, and fresh and healthy. So they're, you know, heavy masturbators, which is good. That's, that's healthy. But women, I really want to call women to self-pleasuring because I even have a 30 day masturbation challenge on my YouTube channel at betterlover.com where once you start saying, okay, I'm just going to masturbate every day and use different toys, try different things. Some days it'll work well, other days it won't, but every day that you can bring yourself to try to self-pleasure the more engorgement you'll layer into your vulva, the more you'll expand your orgasmic palate. And no, using a vibrator does not reduce your ability to have orgasms without it. It increases it because you're getting more neural pathways into your vulva. You're getting your body turned on more and more. It's just practice makes perfect. 
So, and incorporating sex toys into your sex life is also very good. And according to my research, um, I do a lot of primary research. Most couples, both the masculine and feminine, people say that, and and gender spectrum, non-binary people say that using sex toys during lovemaking is one of their worst skills. So there's massive upside opportunity to bring some toys into the bedroom and use them while you're having sex. Like just put everything, throw everything at it you can is my advice, right? Sure. (laughs) Why not? And I, I love what you said about just giving yourself time before. Yeah. I think, you know, like in Hollywood, we see, you know, they jump into bed and within two uh. seconds, ah. And I think a lot of us kind of grow up with that thought. And then you're like, well, what's wrong with me that I need more than two seconds? Right. Nothing is so, wrong with you. Yeah. The media and pornography has destroyed mm. what good lovemaking looks like. I always say that what I do is help people transform having sex into making love. What I teach are passionate lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills, because all the techniques in the world are no good if you can't ask for what you want in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then sexual health and wellness, because if your body's not working right, no sex feels good. And those are really the three legs of a very stable, good sexual stool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love connecting the masturbation and and the self activities with wellness, just in general, because I think a lot of us just compartmentalize and and think that that is just in its own category. That's just sexual activity, but you're actually boosting your overall vitality and wellness, correct? Yes. And immune system. You're releasing oxytocin. You're releasing all kinds of wonderful neurotransmitters. You're releasing all kinds of wonderful hormones. Mm-hmm. I mean, Which sex we're all fighting is... to get more of. Exactly. It's the best way to do it. So it kind of goes both ways. If you're not well, you don't have that vitality and sex drive. But if you're not having sex, you're not getting that wellness and my, my head's kind of spinning because I'm thinking, you know, when I was really sick with chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr, yeah, yeah I mean, my libido was low, right? Yeah. And it, it makes sense to me that that's your body's way of maybe preventing pregnancy. Yes, that's right. right? Exactly, like, Renee. That's right. Your, your body can't support a baby, so yes. why boost libido? Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's so fascinating. But- then you also get in this negative cycle where you can't get out of it because your body is self-protecting. So how do you break that cycle? You have to work on your health so you feel well enough to masturbate. And then Mm -hmm. once you start masturbating, you might feel well enough to make love with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting connection. So let's get into some of the the biohacky stuff. Yeah. 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 So everything that I like is natural. I, I like, um, you, you had a regenerative, um, expert on a, a, quite a few episodes ago and, um, regenerative medicine is giving your body what it needs to get younger and more healthy instead of older and less healthy. It's, it's flattening the curve of aging. <laughs> <laughs> Very current term. I love it. <laughs> And um, there are a number of different things. So what I'll do is I'm just going to go through a popcorn style list of things for you very, very quickly. 
And then Perfect. you can pluck out the ones that are of most interest to you. And by the way, I can always come back for a deep dive on this stuff because any one of the things that I'm about to say, I think we did a good job out of setting a foundation Yes. right now, yeah. but we're getting into something where every single thing I'm about to say could be an entire episode. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yes. We'll, we'll definitely, definitely have you back. back. <laughs> Gladly. So the, um, yeah, happy, happy to come back anytime. I love talking about this stuff because so few people are aware of it. And it's so, it's such a game changer. Um, yeah. as our friend, dear Dave Asprey loves to call things game changer in his book. <laughs> so the first thing is that we talked about how penises shrink and vaginas get bigger, which totally sucks. So how do you reverse the things that happen? One of the ways, and over time, you lose sensation. So as you age, like if you're, how old are you two right now? 35 and 33. Okay. You are in the best sex of your life zone from a physical capacity. You have uh, strong muscles, you have some sexual experience, you are in good health, Um, so you've got good grip, good vaginal tone, and you can really feel the intensity of orgasms, and you're more confident sexually now than you were when you were young because you've had more sex, so you you have a better idea of what you're doing and what your body likes. So that's really good. Over time, what happens is... You have kids, it rips up your vagina, and then your hormones start to wane, and that starts to thin the tissue. You get incontinence, and your sensation drops. So sensation dropping and laxity and incontinence, all the musculature going in the pelvic bowl, all of that can be supported through PRP. Which and the same thing happens with penises. The tissue starts to atrophy. There's the sensation drops, etc. So PRP or platelet-rich plasma is one thing you can do. They're commonly called the P shot or Priapus shot and the O shot or orgasm shot, and they are in fact needles into your genitals, but they don't hurt. You get numbing cream, and it's something taken from your own body and targeted in in a in a concentrated form of the healing factors from your own blood into the spongy tissue of your genitals to regenerate new tissue and keep the sensation the nerves etc going the second thing you can do are extracorporeal shockwave therapy which is gains wave femi wave these are fantastic techniques that send essentially sound waves to do micro damage to the tissue so that the body recruits their own healing factors and repairs the tissue and makes it stronger. That's the hormesis we know about with biohacking. So the combination of gains wave and a P shot or femi wave and an O shot works synergistically to increase the regenerative ability of the tissue to reverse aging and atrophy, atrophy, sensation, loss, laxity, et cetera. Those are two really good things. Another thing I really like is red light therapy, intravaginal red light therapy. I use a product called the V-Fit. And right now, if they're going to be changing it, but right now, if you use promo code SUSAN, to buy a V-Fit, you can save 50 bucks. They're switching it to giving you a new product, a, a special bo- bonus with offer, but right now it's 50 bucks off. It's called the V-Fit and it's a vaginal device that goes inside your vagina, 
I use it every other day. I freaking love it. It's a DIY vaginal regenerative treatment. So you can do it at home. You don't have to go and have somebody do something to your vagina or your vulva. You can do it yourself. It uses low-level laser light therapy for mitochondrial stimulation. It uses vibration for Kegel toning, and it uses warmth to recollagenate the vaginal mucosa so you keep that thickening of the tissue. You want the vaginal mucosa to be thick, not thin. So the V-Fit is a wonderful product. It's at joylux.com. And um, I love that product. So that's a do-it-yourself do at home. How long, is, how long is a typical session? Oh, 12 minutes. Like just, just oh. enough time to do an Instagram post. So you <laughs> stick it in, you turn it on. And if I cross my legs, it stays right in. I lay back on my pillow and I wear my Capillus red laser hat as well, which stimulates follicular growth of the head. I love Capillus. If you go to capillus.com slash Susan, you get a discount there. <laughs> Um, I have relationships with a few key brands I really love because I tell people about them all the time. So I wear my red laser cap to keep my hair thick and I put the V-Fit in my vaginal canal and cross my legs and then I do my Instagram posts and read my Instagram. And it's 12 minutes every other day. The Capillus is six minutes a day. They're super easy and red therapy is wonderful. Also, you can shine red light on your balls. So your balls have Leydig cells in them and uh, that's what produces testosterone. So if you want to increase your testosterone, naturally, one of the best ways is to actually shine red light, low-level laser light therapy on your testicles. So red light is a great biohacking tool for sexual biohacking. Then you get into, so those are kind of like treatments for the genital tissue. So I just have a question about the red light. So for men, it's a little easier because it's more external. Like my juve light can be used on, for men on on the testicles, but the V light, like you really need to go up into the vulva and to that canal. I mean, it's good to shine your juve on your genitals. It's really good. A lot of times I just have my, I use a red rush and I, it's the same thing. I have a panel that I prop up on a pillow and then I have it shooting at my whole body and I have my legs spread. So I'm actually shooting my vulva with red light as well. I do it for my whole, you know, skin tone, immunity, et cetera. But, uh, you're just not yeah. getting the vibration that's part of the V fit and well, you're not being able to go internal. Up. You're yeah. not getting the internal, which is what the okay. V fit is brilliant for that V fit will plump up your tissue, engorge your tissue. It makes your vagina feel like, I don't know, it's so luxurious (laughs) when you make love and it's so plump and pink and beautiful with that V-Fit that I love that. So do the effects sort of become exponential? Like, Do they last or is this something that you have to maintain once you start doing it? Like the V-Fit is... The V-Fit is an every other day type of thing. You could go to a maintenance mode when you've kind of feel like you've hit a peak of lusciousness, 
So mm-hmm. you can go into maybe once a week or twice a week. You'll be able to determine that just by, if you feel your vaginal skin, if you put your finger up inside your vagina, you'll be able to feel how rich and plump and lovely it becomes. And then if that begins to diminish, you know, you just need to get on your V-fit a little bit again. And same with like the O shot or P shot. Like I, I hate to liken it to something like Botox, but is it like Botox when you start, you have to keep doing it over time or it's going to regress? Well, here's what it, here's how the PRP works. The PRP actually helps you grow new tissue. So it builds up on itself over time. However, you're still aging and losing tissue mass too. So what I found, I started getting O-shots when I was about 55 or 56. And I've had four of them now, but my best friend is probably the world's leader in O-shots. And so I just go see her all the time. She gives me O-shots. Dr. Robin Benson, I'll introduce you. That is a good friend to have. (laughs) Oh my God. My best girlfriend gives me O-shots. I couldn't be Hold on to her. (laughs) I would never let her go. (laughs) Uh, but she, uh, so the first O shot I had, um, I, I also had a couple other procedures done at the same time. And this is where we wanted to get into talking about the wing lift and also talking about things like introvert, like, okay, so you, let's just say you've got really thinning tissue. What do you do? So I'll circle back to that because there's some other procedures I want to add on for your vulva besides just the O shot or the do it yourself at home V fit. Um, and the O shots build on themselves. So essentially what you're doing is you're turning back the clock on your pleasure, your sensation, you're essentially plumping up the clitoral structure again, and also the tissue that is the basket of your pelvic bowl that holds the bladder sling in place. So you don't start to get incontinence. It supports that tissue and any other things like one of the things that, that, I have a problem with is the introidal sphincter, which is the opening to the vagina. That is all all your sphincters, like the sphincters, your duodenal sphincter, your eyes, they're the round muscles that open and close. Um, You know, esophageal sphincter for GERD, you know, all of those sphincters. They are a round muscle that opens and closes your rectum. So, uh, you know, your anus is a sphincter. So, At the bottom of my opening to my vagina, it gets sore for some reason. And I think it's because my husband has a very large penis. And um, one of the reasons I married him. So, but over the last 30 years of having hot sex, uh, I think that bottom of that area of my vagina, it's just gotten a little thin. And so when Robin gives me O shots, she does into the clitoral structure. She does up in the G area. She helps me with the laxity as well as with incontinence. And she also puts it right on that sphincter tissue. And what happens is when you put PRP into specific locations, it rebuilds the tissue. So yes, you have to over time, you have to have it done again because you're aging. But what it's doing is it's shoring up the tissue and regenerating the tissue in key areas. So by the time I had my third O shot, I was having orgasms like you guys are having. I was feeling what you're feeling when you orgasm now at 35 and I'm 58. So 
what was great was I was turning back the clock and having a level of sensation that I used to have 25 years ago. But what's great about it is I'm really, really good at orgasming now because I've had 25 more years of orgasming than you've had. And I've focused on it. I like to call myself an orgasmonaut. I'm like out in space to the far reaches of space, exploring orgasmic potential so I can come back and report to you two, Lauren and Renee, exactly how to get to even better orgasmic pleasure. So part of it is keeping your parts in shape. And the clitoris is, of course, really important to put in PRP, but any other spots that are... Some women lose labial tissue. It starts to atrophy. And they need plumped up labial tissue. Everybody's different. And so what's great about people who do O shots and P shots is they're very good. Like what Robin does is she assesses every woman as a total unique person. And she puts it where it needs to go on their vulva to give them the regenerative experience that's that's what they need. So that's how that works. You, yeah, you can you have to do more, you have to do them over time. It's life is maintenance, right? But right. that's what we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. Where then, where is Robin? Robin's in Santa Fe. She runs the oh, okay. Santa Fe Soul Center of Optimal Wellness and she's a sexual regenerative expert. So I will definitely connect you guys. Right. I fly there and have all kinds of things done like PRP facelifts, the vampire facelift with the PRP filler from my own blood. So I don't have to use artificial fillers. I fill my face, Robin fills my face with my own body's regenerative tissue. And I also have the hair lift so that I can keep my hair thick instead of thinning as I age. Uh, the O shot, my husband gets the P shot. I get Femi wave. He gets Gaines wave. We go in and we do two days worth of treatments and then we're done. And it's, she yeah. does concierge service and it's Santa Fe is amazing. And she's like half the price of what you pay in California. So, mm. because Santa Fe, it's New Mexico. It's just cheaper there. It's amazing. Sure. Yeah. Those are some incredible stacks you have. This is I like Disneyland fin- for anti-aging. It is. And I, <laughs> I, know we're, I know we're running tight on time, but I want to finish off with some of the intravaginal lasers and RF devices and the wing lift. So I want to talk about those too. So intravaginal, sometimes the O-shot just can't, what the O-shot doesn't do is it doesn't like fix the whole internal vagina tissue, the vaginal mucosa. It can help with the laxity, but it doesn't necessarily plump up the tissue. You're not shooting it into the tissue. What works for that, because your tissue gets thin as your hormones decline, especially if you're not doing bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, which I am a champion of, what you can do is either a CO2 laser or an RF device, radio frequency device. And the general consensus of all of the doctors that I talk to that do these procedures, and I have a lot of doctor friends, uh, and I've done a lot of these procedures myself because I'm a biohacker. If you have thinning vaginal mucosal tissue, use the CO2 lasers like the, the Mona Lisa touch and things like that. If you have incontinence, use the RF device. And the reason being that the CO2 lasers don't penetrate as deeply, they burn the vaginal mucosal uh, sub 
dermis, essentially the, the, the deeper layers of the vaginal tissue get burned by the laser and then they heal and it thickens everything up and recollagenates it. Where the RF, that actually goes even deeper into the tissue. So it's even better for the internal structure, the urogenital restructuring. Now, everybody's going to be different. Every doctor is going to have different ways they do things. Whatever is available in your hometown, go talk to your doctor and discuss what are your issues, what are the things that they have available, and go talk to a couple of them. I had one of my customer care team members, Maurice, call something like 40 different practitioners up and down the state of California just to get an example of price points on O-shots, P-shots, Femi Waves, um, Vaviv, which is the RF treatments, other things they use, and it's all over the map, right? They have an investment in the machines and they need to keep the machines running. And if someone's quoting you $3,000, it's likely you could get the same treatment a town over for $1,400. It's the same damn thing. It's the same damn machine. Shot around for these treatments. And then finally, to top it all off, because we're finishing off with the vulva, the wing lift, which is there are women who have a lot of loss of labial tissue, not inner labia necessarily, although women have inner labial loss. What they don't like is as you age, your outer labia become flaccid. And so when they become flaccid, they start to look like scrotum. They start to sag at the bottom. And, and you're both going, Ew, my God, that is so disgusting. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Lauren so. and Renee, it's in your future, girls. This is sure. where you're headed. I'm so glad I'm like, learning this now. Is that like the saggy, <laughs> saggy butt, saggy boobs? Like, it's saggy like, butt, saggy boobs, and essentially you get board. saggy balls. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell us how to avoid that. Let's yeah. Go. So stay young. What do I do? The best way is constantly asking your partner or giving yourself good labial massage. The more you keep that tissue plumped up, the more you use things, even putting the red light and the warmth of the V-Fit extra vaginally on the labial tissue, using your Hitachi magic wand and like buzzing all that tissue to bring blood flow in, having your partner get really good at giving you vaginal massages, outer labia and all that stuff. That blood flow, taking nitric oxide supplement, blood flow, keep the blood going into your yoni. And yoni is another word for vulva or vagina that we use in the sex world because it's a pretty word from Hindu. So uh, that's, that's the first thing. But then the second thing you can do is RF devices will do the hormesis to plump up that tissue and give you basically a lift. You can also put PRP and hyaluronic acid too. You can use Juvederm or Restylane with PRP if you want to. Just depends on your, you know, your political stance on fillers. Um, and you can plump up the tissue that way too. So some women are like, I love my vagina. I want it hundred percent natural. I'm not going to use fillers. Other women are like, wow, I really want to plump up my vaginal uh, labia and I want to use PRP, but I would never use fillers. Other women are like, I put fillers in my face. I don't friggin' care. Put the fillers in my yoni. So it's a spectrum. I support every woman's right to do, to vajazzle the shit out of her yoni, right? That word. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> 
That is a great quote. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to share that one. Well, thank you. You gave our audience so many things to look into. I, I can't wait to look into more of these. Can you just tell our audience, like if they obviously looking in your own community or the town that you live in, but is there like a really good resource to just read like unbiased information about this stuff that wouldn't involve like someone selling you on, on their particular office or treatment? Yeah, um, there's a couple things. The first is, and I want to say one last piece because I'm thinking about everyone at home who's like, well, what can I do right now? And the V-Fit is something you can do right now, as is a vacuum erection device for men, penis pump. I like a particular product called the Whopper. And I've written a book about penis pumping. Penis pumping reverses atrophy. It's very, for like less than 200 bucks, you can buy the Whopper and you can pump every other day. And it's just like pumping up your bicep. It actually, you know how it rips your tissue a little bit and then your tissue repairs and it makes the bicep bigger. That's essentially what you're doing with your penis at a very low vacuum. And if you do it every other day, you can recover and that reverses atrophy and it also enlarges the penis. And what I like about the Whopper pump, and I've reviewed all the pumps, is that particular pump, what it does is it works on both girth. Pumps are really good at increasing penile girth, but the Whopper also increases penile length. So for women who want to kind of get on their vaginal rejuvenation at home, the V-Fit, for men, the Whopper. And um, you can go to pumpingguide.com and that's my book. I wrote a book on how to use a penis pump to reverse ED and for penis enlargement. And it, both of these products are self-care. And it's funny because I recently did a hashtag, which was self-care quarantine or quarantine self-care or something like that. Because I was thinking, what can people do at home to increase their sexual vitality? They can masturbate and they can use either a vacuum erection device or penis pump or something like the V-Fit and their red light therapy uh, to increase their sexual function while they're at home. Yes, so, so we know what our audience perfect. is going to be doing for the next month. Right. Yeah. And I have a 13-week protocol for reversing penile atrophy and enlargement. So the combination is take blood flow supplement for both women and men. Take blood flow supplement to re- reverse laxity and atrophy and then do these do these things together. So um, the most, no one's unbiased. Everybody has an opinion. What I like to do is get a lot of people's opinions. So what I did on my YouTube channel was I interviewed a whole bunch of experts about all of these issues, all these sexual biohacking issues, all the pumping. I've got the inventor of the P shot and O shot, Dr. Charles Runnels. I did a whole series with him. I've done series with pelvic healers. I've done series with gynecologists. I've done series with sexual regenerative medicine doctors. I've done series with penis pumping experts. They're all at betterlover.com. You can gorge yourself on those videos. And then there's a whole section, which we did not get into on hormone replacement, how to do it, what tests to get, how to balance them, what's dangerous, what's safe, et cetera. All the questions to ask your doctor, how to manage yourself and get up the learning curve to be your own health advocate, to keep your hormones topped off. Because as soon as you stop producing hormones like growth factor, estrogen, 
testosterone, progesterone, and then looking at your thyroid and all of that health. As soon as that stuff starts to decline along with your nitric oxide, you are going to get old, shrivel up and die. So if you can take nitric oxide, do hormone replacement, keep your growth factor high by using either peptides. We never even got into peptides. You can use peptides to juice up, you know, to push your own growth hormone before you don't have any. Because once you get my age, you're not making any growth hormone at all. Then you're down to, you've got to do somatropin injections, which a lot of people find very good when you're if you're not if you're not holding back against aging then you're slowly declining all of the things i'm talking about flatten the curve on aging and keep you younger longer and the more that you have the ability to stay youthful the more vital you are the more you're contributing to others the more you're in service to other people and yourself so we all owe ourselves the the gift of becoming aware of what can be done not just to look beautiful but to feel beautiful and energized and sexual, which is the seat of our creativity, radiating from within us and shining that light out for everyone to feel turned on and have a lust for life. That's really the story here is that lust is your creativity Mm -hmm. and your vitality. And you are certainly living all of those things. So that is so powerful and so beautiful. I'm so happy that our audience is learning this hopefully sooner than later, but you can start this at any time, right? Never too late. And never, never too young to start, right? I'm going to jump on it now. Yeah. I, well, I wish I had jumped on it earlier because by the time you hit, so in your forties, when you're in your late thirties, this is your best time to just keep eating as healthy as you can and keep really moisturizing and getting plenty of fats in your body. You need a lot of fats to produce your hormones and to keep your skin good, which is such a big immunity thing. Keep your gut flowing and detoxify. And then in your forties, you have to start doing bioidentical hormone replacements or, and nitric oxide replacements and making sure you're getting all your vitamins and making sure you're getting all your healthy fats. Because by the time you hit 50, your skin tone starts to slack. You start to get wrinkled. So you got to get on that stuff in your forties. That's Mm. when you really have to start hitting it hard with the healthy fats, especially. Well, next time we have you back, I want to hear what you're eating. I want to hear about peptides, bioidentical yeah. hormones. And we, we have to pick your brain a little bit more next time. You bet. <laughs> yeah, we already need a part two, part three, part four of you. So <laughs> let's schedule that. Yeah. Well, now you are a biohacker, babe. Yay. Woo. <laughs> I love it. love it. Susan, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your passion for this stuff. We are going to send all of these links and resources, especially that YouTube video that you mentioned. But thank you. You are so beautiful and so radiant in this episode. I learned so much. Yeah. yeah just Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Delight. Love you too. Love and thanks you. everyone for tuning in. This was so much fun. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Happy biohacking.